This is Hannah Nordby with NDSU Adams County Extension, and you're listening to Agriculture Applied. Innovate, relate, create with NDSU Extension. Today, I'll be sitting down with two Extension professionals. The first being Louis Voigt, the Ag and Natural Resource Extension Agent up in Renville County. She will be retiring after 35 years of service, influencing and mentoring countless youth, volunteers, producers, and peers during this time. I'm really excited to sit down and chat with Louie before her send-off. Joining Louie will be John Rickardson, the research agronomist at the Hedinger Research Extension Center. His office is kitty-corner from mine, and I love to pepper him with any and all cropping questions I have. Grab a cup of joe and settle in to ponder innovative ideas and reflect on generational changes, which can help us create a better tomorrow. You're not going to want to miss out. Alrighty, well, we'll get started. Hello, everybody. This is Hannah, and I'm here with Louie and John, and I'm just really excited to talk about the new variety releases for 2021, along with crop improvement boards, especially in relation to our local county crop improvement boards. Uh, to kind of get things started, Louis, can you explain your involvement with the North Dakota Crop Improvement Association and then how that ties in to your county crop improvement board? Well, a few years ago, um, we decided in the Extension Agents, Ag Agents Association meetings that we wanted to have uh, a little more interaction with the State Crop Improvement Board. And we appointed we struggled how to divide the state up. We, of course, in extension have different uh, areas than the state crop improvement does, but we followed the state crop improvements sectioning and we kind of split the state into four different quarters. And then um, the Ag Agents Association selected someone from each of those quarters to serve as a representative on the state crop improvement board. We, we don't have any voting representation or anything, but at least just to kind of work together and find out what's going on at the state level so that we can help inform um, the other agents in our in our area what what's going on. Uh, you know, over the past, I, I've been here a few years and uh, we've, we've seen some, some struggles with uh, not all the agents being up to date on what's happening and and we just thought maybe this would be a, a little easier to get some of those lines of communications open. And it's also a great opportunity then, like you say, to bring information back to our local boards at the county level too, so. Right, and something that I love about Extension, probably my favorite part about this job is just the opportunity to you know form those partnerships and those relationships. And so I can see how it would very naturally be a good fit between the two organizations. Is that fair to say? Yes, definitely. Um, like I say, I guess I'll be honest, I've been here for about 35 years and seen a lot of changes in you know how the boards have been structured. Um, and just the state crop improvement board has has grown tremendously over the years. They started out as a, a small, weren't even necessarily a seed board to begin with, but uh, they've become very influential, very, very good 
good board to work with. So yeah, lots of changes. Right. We're lucky to have them here in North Dakota and everything. Now, John, kind of, um, we talked a little bit about the history of the crop improvement boards. Uh, Recently, we've received word of the releases for the new varieties for 2021. Give us the rundown. In general, what makes you excited for this lineup for farmers in Southwest North Dakota? Well, what is exciting about what we have this year is actually we have two new um, GT1, uh, Roundup Ready 1 soybeans, which these soybeans will allow you to save your own seed back. Can't sell it to your neighbor, but you can save your own seed. So they're uh, two things. They're actually cheaper to buy seed initially. And then, you know, with your ability to clean your own seed, certainly can save uh, save on seed costs in the future. Um, and that's certainly uh, been popular in the western part of the state where soybeans are more marginal and anything to keep the cost down. And we had two of those lines come out and they are actually, there is some availability out to seed growers this spring. I assume that's actually been allotted already, I assume. Um, and I'm sure that would, they were quite popular, be my guess. So, uh, and there's two of them. There is a, uh, a double ot eight and a 0.8. And the exciting part about the 0.8 is the, uh, the other GT lines they've replaced in the past have been a double ot nine and double ot eight. Uh, that's targeted more towards the Northern part of the state. Um, 17009 has done well as you move it south, but we're at the fringe, like I'm here at Hedinger, 17009 does good here. It matures early, it's kind of nice, but it's kind of on the fringe, not early. Uh, that 0.8 is gonna be very nice for, you know, even here in Hedinger, but especially I'd say for the uh, central, south central part of the state. Um, even southeast, if those guys would be interested in the valley. And the other way I see that one moving is even into South Dakota. Um, I think we're going to some interest. Uh, SDSU does not have a public soybean breeding program anymore, so they're not releasing any Roundup Ready 1 lines. Um, and I can see this one moving moving south. I actually had calls from Wall, South Dakota last year um, asking about these new G- new uh, Roundup Ready lines that we're releasing. And I said, well, the one we have now, or they're pretty early for Wall South Dakota. Um, but, you know, this 0.8 actually might be one that would work. So that's the things I'm really excited about. A couple other things. We do have a new Durham wheat that will be coming out next, uh, released out to growers next year, um, Indy Stanley. Um, it's uh, uh, it's done done well in the trials, done better than everything but Rivland, which is a, a really good performing variety, um, very high quality, um, low cadmium. So it'll be another option out here for the Durham growing areas. And then the last one that uh, pr- probably maybe some interest, we did release a malt, two row malting barley, but this one's gonna be a little different. You're only gonna be growing this one under contract. Um, the uh, American Malting Barley Association did not like this one, and they don't want it out with the other general malting barleys, but uh, there's some uh, specialty malsters that were interested in it. Actually, two-track uh, malting at uh, Belfield is very interested in it, and I believe are growing it. So this would be one where you'd be definitely grown under contract to deliver to a certain maltster. Uh, they wouldn't want that going out into the, into the uh, major brewer's uh, pipeline. Louis, do you have some producers that are really interested in any of the new varieties? I know um, I haven't had a lot of interest where I'm at, but I know that your group is a bit more active than mine. Well, I'm kind of smiling as John's talking about being so excited about the 0.8. We're, we're on the other end. We're excited about the, the 008 um, 
I, where I'm at, I'm right up against the Canadian border and we've, we struggle trying to get the short seasons. You know, you get a year like last year, we got a lot of injury on some of our soybeans that got nipped with that early frost up here last year. And so we're really excited. And actually they say that this, uh, the 008 is um, a little, shorter than that probably even they they've done some research on it up in Canada and they say it's it's actually kind of a shorter season for a 008 so we're excited we're excited to have that one up here as an opportunity um, you know even as short as five six years ago we did not raise soybeans up here along the border it was just too hard for us so it's nice to see these these shorter season varieties coming in we also, I know we're not raising it here, but I know close to us, they're looking at the, the new spring wheat that's being released, the uh, ND Froberg. And there's a lot of excitement. And I know I've had some questions on it. My guys are anxious to see how it does perform out in this area. So we're, we're pretty excited too about some of those releases but not, not quite for the same reasons as you guys are down in the Southwest. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, we're a little different than you and, and good point to bring up. Yeah. Indy Froberg, which actually came out last. I mean, it really is going out to growers this year. So yes, another one of producers, we did have a new spring wheat come out last year. Uh, another very high quality wheat. So uh, people looking for, you know, good test weight, good protein wheat with, uh, with, with decent yields would be looking at to take a look at Indy Froberg. Right. And this is the great thing about having a North Dakota crop improvement group that is working. They, we've got a special breeder that's just working on varieties that will work well in North Dakota, you know, solely focused in, on our state and the different challenges that our producers face north to south and east to west. Is that a fair assumption, fair synopsis? And it would be a, a good point on that variety in the release meeting. Yes, the uh, the ND21008 GT20 comments are that it moves into Canada nicely. So. Right. Okay, so we'll keep moving and talking. We just mentioned a little bit about um, a county crop improvement board and everything. Louis, how do local crop improvement groups add value to a community? What's their role in a community? You know, their, their role can really be um, what they want to be, what you as an extension agent want them to be. Uh, we've, we've tried lots of things up here and, and done lots of things as organizations. Um, so I kind of look at them as my, my right hand. They, uh, we have a, a nine, person board up here in Renville County and we actually take a little bit of Botno County and we call ourselves Renville Botno Ag Improvement. So we take in just the western tier of Botno County and um, they are a tremendous help in my extension programs. Uh, they might be my my sounding board for ideas as to what's actually going on out, out in the county and to find out where where we need to be looking at. Um, they also bring a lot of concerns to our meetings if there's something going on. Uh, I think, oh, a few years back, we had uh, a couple of the board members who said, you know, we're so far north that even up here, our varieties are a lot different than what we're seeing at the Minot Experiment Station at North Central Research Extension Center down in Minot. 
and they said, we're just seeing a little bit different variety re reaction and they wanted to, um, they wanted to develop their own plot. And that was about 15 years ago. And we have continued to have a plot on the same location for the past 15 years, just getting local funding, um, going off of which varieties the board thinks might be coming down, what they wanna put into it, and done some different research out there too. So they've been instrumental in that. And that's just one of the things that they, they get going. They, they help out with the big trade show that we have here in the winter. We do a, a crop tour in the summer going kind of highlighting that plot that I just talked about. Um, lots of different organizational things. If, if there's a, um, oh, if, say for instance, a few years ago, we had a lot of um, chickpea production and it was the board that came to me and came out of nowhere. It was one of those insurance things that they thought maybe they would make a few dollars on because there was some good insurance backing on the chickpeas and yet there was not much for research and that board kind of pulled it together and um, you know maybe we need to get some information out there we had a, a couple meetings but they were the ones who got a hold of me and said we need to do something and I really look at them as kind of being my my eyes and ears on the ground and out in the county as to what's going on so it's it's a great natural relationship between extension and the ag improvements or crop improvements, whichever your county happens to be. Um, and like I say, they're, they're just, uh, we, we have a board where we keep trying, they have a term limitation on them. So we keep trying to get new people in, in those positions. And, and that's been great too for just for, increasing the amount of people that is a extension agent that I know out in the county and working with them for three to six years and then they they move on but those those friendships and those ties still stay in place so it's uh, it, it can be a, a real great help to us in extension to to have a real active ag improvement board in the counties right they can be real change makers for the, your community as well as in order to um, get new variety releases, you need to have right. uh, an active board that pays their annual dues, correct? Yep. And that's, I, I didn't even touch on that was the, the increase seed. That's of course, one of their big functions too. And in, in trying to select growers and um, decide what's important for, for our county and our area. Um, but like I say, they, that can be just one of, one of their jobs too. So. Right. Right. It really, it's what you make of it and it can be unique yeah. to each community. Can you tell me what your favorite part about working with a crop improvement board or an egg improvement board? That's tough. Um, I, I think actually the best part is probably some of those friendships that you develop over the years in, in working with them. We, um, we, we have always had a great group and, uh, and, like I say, some, some real long-term friendships that have evolved as a result of that. Right. Building connections, forming relationships. You bet. Oh, I said that once. I've said it a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> now, John, we're talking a lot about these crop improvement boards. How do you assist with local crop improvement groups? 
Well, certainly, you know, in a couple different ways, um, you know, as far as it comes to, you know, looking at the new varieties, the releases that come out, I'm, I'm the place that has the data on that. They've been in my trials, certainly at the Hedinger station and other, the R, other RECs. So, you know, we have, I have the data on those, how those performed in the area. Um, it was mentioned about, you know, the uh, county crop improvement plots. I have, um, you know, Slope, uh, Slope County and Henry County, both those, I do have uh, small grain variety trials there. Um, this last year, actually, Henninger County asked me to add soybeans. I said, I don't know if I'll get it this year, but we'll work on that. So, uh, and, uh, and then do summer tours at those, uh, at those sites. And then also often invited to their, you know, to their annual meeting to uh, talk about, you know, relevant agronomy topic topics. So, you know, kind of there is a resource and support, but, you know, like I said, another biggie would be, like I said, those local, uh, those local variety plots that gets information in that County um, is very useful. And it's, you know, we need that local County crop improvement there to initiate that and, you know, and, and keep that going. And I'm very appreciative of those sites where, you know, we have, have really good uh, tours and they they appreciate the information that we have. And now if a producer is interested in any of these varieties that we mentioned before, um, but maybe they're just a little bit on the fence, what would you recommend the next step being? Well, I mean, where we're looking at things, first thing, I mean, you, of course, need to contact your local, local county agent, you know, and going through the, the process as far as getting seed. And like I said, the, um, I, I, these things have all pretty much been, I certainly, I would guess the soybeans have all already, already been allocated out. Um, some of the things like uh, Froberg, there may be availability of, because I suspect a lot of, uh, they grew a lot of that last year. Um, and even any of the other, other more late, you know, say Indy Vipro or other varieties, uh, Indy Rivaland, Indy Grano Durham's that are out there. I know some people have been switching over to theirs. Certainly though, there would be availability of that seed if you would want to change and grow those for varieties. But okay. uh, certainly first process, of course, contact your local county extension agent. So right. ag agent. Right. A great first step. Um, now, Louie, a little like a similar question would be if a producer is looking maybe to rejuvenate their local board or get it more active on, you know, the educational side or um, that partnership <laughs> side. What do you think are good, some good steps or pointers there? I, I think part of that, like you say, the rejuvenation process, if I'm answering this right, is like I mentioned to keep those terms limited on the boards. You know, I, I've seen some where they're almost, it's a lifetime commitment and, and then it gets kind of drawn out. Um, I think if you can keep those, keep those terms switching over, and I know we have really encouraged them to find their own replacements on the board as they're going off when they're going to bring somebody new in so that, uh, you know, it's not somebody that I'm handpicking or, you know, that the other board is directing them to, but it's, it's bringing in a lot of new faces, new, new perspectives um, by having them pick their own replacements to bring them in. And just kind of, you know, as, from the extension side, just giving them the free reins to, you know, to come up with ideas and to brainstorm and, and think of what they might want to do. Right. Find ways to support each other and um, get some good ideas rolling in the community. Yeah. Yeah. Over the years, I mean, we've done things like breakfasts and uh, we've done crop tour, or, um, 
shop tours, uh, exotic animal tours, a couple of years, you know, so just, just new, new ideas, be open to, to new suggestions. Right, right. Um, I guess now as we kind of start towards wrapping things up, is there, from either of you, is there anything that I should have asked or I didn't? Final comments. Um, I can't, I can't think of too much. Uh, I think it was kind of alluded to there when you talked about keeping it active or rejuvenating. I mean, we talk about this being, you know, historically, certainly on the crop sign is related to varieties, but it's also production related. So like you said, doing tours related to new crops or even new practices, cover crops, regenerative ag, those kind of things, things to keep, you know, even on the equipment side, like you said, you know, a drill clinic, combine clinic, those kind of things. Um, can help maybe keep the uh, interest up. Louie, any other last final comments? I guess my thoughts are both to, um, you know, like to the producers, I say, if you haven't been involved with the local crop improvement, uh, feel free to volunteer. I mean, that's always, it's always an option too. Um, it's, it is kind of like, at least for us, we have a lot of fun doing it. We, um, we enjoy things. We work hard, but we also uh, there's some good, good friendships that develop out of it too. And it it can be a real fun opportunity. And you know, to the extension agents, utilize those boards as much as you can. Um, use them. Uh, there's so many different opportunities that we can call on our crop improvements. Uh, I love being able to text my board in one message and say, hey. I'm looking for a canola field for this research plot. What can we do? You know, and I've, I've got three, four answers back. So there are, there's a lot of opportunity out there to use them. Okay. Well, thank you both. My final question, because it's springtime, you know, Easter's just around the corner, literally. <laughs> what is your favorite part about spring? Louie, you can go first. I and I guess one of my favorite signs is what I happened to have seen last weekend is just seeing those first robins showing up. Actually saw a few on the lawn and it's it's kind of exciting. And to me, that's the inclination that it's really here. And it's kind of scary when it's not even April yet. And we're already seeing some major signs of spring, but uh, we'll see how early this, this one does happen to be. So it's, in my mind, it's officially here after seeing that. <laughs> well, with me, I appreciate the, the longer days. When we get longer enough, when we have, you know, more daylight and to just see that, that spring season coming, that's uh, enjoy. And of course, you know, I certainly enjoy the fact that you get out there and do some planting and do some things. And just on a personal note, mine's just always when it's time to get in the garden. Right, right. And I just love, I'm at home right now, and there's the baby calves and the little lambs, and just um, hopefully things start greening up soon, because that's another favorite part for me and everything. But anyways, I just want to say thank you to both of you for taking the time to, you know, do this interview and sit down and chat with me. And um, hopefully we can do something again similar in the future. Well, thanks thank you for Hannah. inviting me, Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't all talk at once. Yeah, it's talk okay. all, all three at <laughs> once. So, but yes, thank you also, Hannah, for putting this together. I think we has, just had a nice little conversation this morning. Very much appreciate it. Yes. Okay. 
Well, that's a wrap. Um, yeah. Um, I'm not quite sure when I'm going to get this all edited or anything like that, but I can definitely let you know if you want to take a listen to it before I publish it. Um, we can definitely do that, but I'm thinking I'll for sure put it out there in the month of April. Well, there is like, we'll see how ambitious I am. Maybe tomorrow, maybe on the 15th. Um, Yeah. If you found Does it, sound good? Along Sounds good. Music, That'll work. Those rights okay. go to awesome. Chuck. Have a good Easter, you guys. Yeah, sure. you too. You too. Thursdays are long days for new Bye. episodes. A final thanks to Nolan Dix over on the mix board. Hair and makeup by Country Style. Coffee provided by George's and the Owl. Sure to keep you wide-eyed from sunup to sundown. And of course, to you, the listener, for your continued support. Agriculture Applied can be heard wherever podcasts can be found. If you're having trouble or have any sort of question, give me a call at 701-567-2735 and just ask for Hannah. Until next time, take care. Thank you.